Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. Hey there, welcome to the We Miss Marty podcast. Want to alert you all before we start. I am, I don't know, it's a little bit of a cold. Uh, Laura helped me uh, to, to see if I had COVID before our taping. Um, so I tasted a cookie. I, I need an excuse to do that. I could taste, so everything's okay. But I have a little bit of a cold, so if I start hacking near the end of the show, you'll know why. So um, I, Laura's with me as I said before. Laura, how are you? Good, how about you? Good. Other I got than, to, other than ill. <laughs> yeah, I, I, now I have a taste of lemon in my mouth, so <laughs> I just feel well, lemony. That's so that's better I, than not being able to taste anything. Yeah, if I didn't taste everything, I'd be running out of the house screaming. It'd be rough. So, <laughs> all right. Well, hey, we are continuing through our our Fraser process. I uh, want to make an announcement. We've been talking about this. Uh, Laura and I are going to stick with Fraser throughout. And Craig, the guy who was doing the Seinfeld podcast before Laura joined us, uh, Craig wants to start doing the Seinfeld podcast. So we will go back to that with Craig. So we'll have both Seinfeld and Frazier at the same time. How about that, Laura? Sounds good. Yeah, it might be a longer podcast because Frazier, you can kind of wrap up a neat little bow in the half hour. Seinfeld, there's, I mean, the shows are a half hour, but it seems like it takes longer to get through all the minutia of everything they're cram- cramming in there, so. We're journalists. It's like the classic, hey, you take a 60-inch story and try to make it 20 inches. You know, you're like <laughs> trying to you know, cut, 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 cut. So it, it's mm-hmm. very rough. All right. Well, well this week, uh, we are talking about, um, you know, uh, a couple weeks ago, Marty was on the dating trail. He uh, met someone by telescope <laughs> across the street. And now uh, Marty's back at it. And... Frazier puts his foot in his mouth. I, I, I enjoyed the episode. Um, I don't know, let's start out with the main kind of the premise of, of the program. I, I was telling you beforehand, even in doing this podcast, that, you know, this is kind of like a little fun side thing that we do. We both have main jobs, but I always get nervous. You know, you don't want to say too much about your family. And, you know, Frazier got in a strange situation, uh, I guess, to back up a little bit. Um, you know, Mar- Marty asked to have a woman over and said, hey, you might want to clear out. She might stay overnight. And Frazier's like, oh, okay. And, you know, uh, the night happens. Frazier's back in the morning. But Frazier didn't realize she's still there. So they slept together and everything. And that freaked um, Frazier out. I, You know, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it freaked him out or just... I don't think he was freaked out that his dad had somebody in his life. I think he was freaked out because he was, he's Frazier, you know, he just can't handle, can't handle things that are like 
suddenly in front of him you know he's he seems like the kind of guy who needs to plan stuff out <laughs> i wonder and let me start aside yeah i could i easily could be wrong on this do you think part of it had to do okay obviously our parents had to have relations to for us to be here or we wouldn't be here so right. you know we don't like to think or <laughs> uh, picture it too often but you know that happens well as I just said, we don't want to think about it. We don't want to picture it. We don't want to think. And if it's our parents or if one parent's dating somebody else after a death or divorce or whatever, we don't want to think about it. So I think Frazier may have been okay. I mean, his mom unfortunately passed. So, you know, dad's dating again. I think Frazier's okay with them sitting on the couch watching a movie, as uh, him and Niles joked earlier. But the thought of relations probably – you know, and you're right, Frazier overstepped it, but I, I'm wondering if the whole relations aspect was tough, you know? Frazier could be like, hey, tell me about the movie you saw all night, but don't tell me about something that happened after that. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, don't, I just don't think he was troubled by, by any of it. I think, mm, okay. I, I think he <laughs> I think he's just a guy who's awkward. Mm-hmm. You know? You know, he and Niles. I mean, you saw Niles when he was talking to Daphne. Right. Um, you know, they, I think he's just incredibly awkward. And, you know, it's, you know, Daphne didn't help by making bangers instead of yes. <laughs> or bacon, as he said. Well written episode. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, right. yeah. every entendre that they could come up with, they came up with. So well done. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. I just don't, I don't think, I mean, I think he wants his dad to be happy and I think right. he wants him to, you know, try something, you know, he was, he was all for it before, you know, he did miss, you know, he does miss the mom, but I think he wants the dad to be happy. Right. Right. Yeah. And so you think it was more of just Frazier just didn't know what to say. Like everything he tried to say came yeah. out wrong. Not yeah. that he was angry or upset, more of just, you know, you, you said the wrong thing. Again, uh, high credit to the Frazier writers. They wrote it really well. Were a lot of comedy there. And the way they wrote the script, you know, obviously Frazier's saying all the worst things you could say. <laughs> I mean, there were some really bad ones. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it was well written. I wonder if they went to the junior high joke book of you know all the entendres you can oh yeah you God. make a junior high talk about. But no, it was really, uh, it was good. And I, I think after that, you know, Frazier, you know, kind of felt a pang of guilt. So he goes on the radio show. Well, no, this was before he felt the guilt because so he goes on the radio show, and a woman calls in talking about how she's uncomfortable with her daughter. He you know, has a boyfriend over. She's afraid they're having sex in the other room and everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Frazier just nonchalantly goes in the story about, hey, <laughs> you good, Dad. Dad brought a woman home and <laughs> yeah. Dad's safe. And Marty's right when he comes home. Who are, <laughs> how do you, where do you get the right to talk about my love life on your radio right. show? <laughs> you know, it's, it's a good point, you know. He, right. really, he really shouldn't have done it, you know. He... You know, he embarrassed everybody involved, you know. So, I don't know. Yeah, and you can make the point. You've told me in the past, um, you know, I think you met my dad maybe for two seconds one day. But you're like, wow, you told a lot of stories about your dad. I'm like, oh, wow. And I'll be honest with you, maybe 
I mentioned what happened day to day. I, I, I couldn't remember anything I told you. And I'm just like, I don't think I was telling any sex jokes or sex things my dad did or, <laughs> or didn't do. But it was funny because Frazier automatically is comfortable enough to go to the sex life discussion. Like, it's one thing if I say, hey, Laura, I'm worried about this about my parents. Or if I say, hey, I had fun going to a game with my parents last night. Uh, it sounded weird that Frazier automatically went to the <laughs> sex talk, which is kind of strange. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing was just so uncomfortably awkward, you know. Right. I mean, in reality, on some level, even though it's his apartment or whatever, condo, whatever you call it, um, the right thing to do for Frazier would have been to go back to his room until she left. Right. You know, I mean, the respectful thing, but, you know, he's just... That's not how he's built, you know. He's built for, you know, awkward and nosy. Right. You know, I mean, look at his dealings with, uh, that's one of the things I wrote down about his dealings with um, a caller and with Roz at work, you know. Yeah. He's, he's not always at the top of the game. You right. Know? Well, yeah, I like the part too where um, you know the caller talked about his voice and you know Frazier's mocking him and yeah. <laughs> Ross is mocking him. So yeah, mm-hmm. Frazier doesn't always pay attention to that stuff and everything. I mm-hmm. I was surprised with the way Frazier is as a person or the character of Frazier, how mm-hmm. he automatically what I mean. I think it was a sign that the relationship definitely was softening between him and his dad. Because if you think about how the whole thing, this whole thing starts, you know, Frazier is very resistant to having his dad in the house. And can you imagine that? I mean, if you had a roommate, I mean, obviously you're you're married, but let's say you lived with a roommate and everything. If you didn't want that roommate to be there, you would not be happy to give up the house for a roommate who was bringing a you know a boyfriend girlfriend home or whatever. And it seemed at least like Fraser was open to the idea. I, I thought it was awkward the way that Fraser and Niles discussed it. You know, Fraser should have just said, "Hey, I, I got women possibly coming coming over. Can you clear out?" And then it was weird how Frazier asked Niles to ask when Frazier was in the room. I thought that was kind of awkward. Yeah. Uh, they're, I mean, they're just completely, they have no social skills, you know. I mean, Frazier has, I mean, they have some because they're involved with all these like big groups and right. know, wine clubs and stuff. But when they're on, when they're left to their own devices, they're completely clueless. It would be like us after work not being able to write a complete sentence. I mean, you've got psychiatrists. You've got people that you would think you would go to to say, hey, I don't know how to deal with my dad. He has a new relationship. How should I handle it? And these guys are psychologists during the day, and at night, you know, they're messing up, you know, and everything. I I thought it was good. My mom used to always talk about, (laughs) I think she was kidding, but she used to always talk about that she wanted to get married again. Oh, wow. And I mean, she never met anybody, you know, she never put herself out there or anything, you know, but she was always like, well, maybe I'll, you know, she, she would, I hope people that listen to this don't take this the wrong way when I say it. Maybe I'll meet a man. Maybe I'll, you know, <laughs> I don't think she meant like, you know, like that. I think right. she would go, I, I would say, well, why don't you get more involved in the church? And she's like, and she, and she would say, maybe I'll meet a man there. <laughs> and I'm like, well, if you're going to meet a man, it's probably the best place to meet him. You know, but I, 
I'm trying to be protective of my mom, and I think I can say this. <laughs> I get creeped out, and my mom, I don't think my mom's interested in dating again. She's never talked about it. If it happens, we'll talk about it and everything. But, you know, there's a lot more guys where my mom lives than girls, and I hear it. Like, when I call my mom or if I'm up here visiting, I, I, you know, it's a meat market up there. There's <laughs> some guys, mm-hmm. and they're not being overly, you know, you know, they're just very friendly to my mom, I'll say that. And I'm kind of like, <laughs> I won't be defensive. I mean, hey, if my mom can find love and happiness, mm-hmm. that's fine. But I, I just get a little apprehensive. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, uh, it's, very it's weird pickup lines. It's a that. strange thing to think about, you know. Yeah. That, you know, your parents have that, have those feelings still. Right. You know, you think, uh, I mean, Fraser said, I think, his dad was 63. Did he say 62? I can't remember. Yeah, that sounds about um, right. Yeah. And, I mean, that's not that old. I mean, maybe it's yeah. because I'm turning 55 next month. But, um, you know, because it's not that far away. Oh, yeah. But, I'm um, not too far behind. So well, me, but not too far. It's, I mean, that's not that old. But, you know, it's a kid never wants to think about their parents in that way. Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, and it's strange, too, because, um, you know, we're watching a 14-year-old, and it's funny because you always talk about how do your parents handle it as you grow older and everything. I mean, we went from a 9-year-old to a 14-year-old, and now we're thinking about, okay, how do we, you know, but you got a 14-year-old that is now has, uh, it's weird, you know, you know, thinking about that, going from someone who's a teen that gets placed in your home, so it's, it's very interesting, so. I'll leave it at that. Um, you know, from the the radio style, I uh, so Fraser talks about the first time. You know, Marty is obviously upset. I thought it was strange. Now, Fraser's trying to make things right. Things end up well, but I was stunned. Do you think Marty would have been upset if he knew? I wasn't sure if Marty knew that Fraser was going back to the well the second time. But you know, he may have messed the stuff. I don't think I don't think he knew. Right. Yeah. Because he didn't seem happy, but I think he was okay because it sounded like she was willing to give him another chance. But yeah, the second, didn't know. yeah. He didn't know if she was gonna give him a chance. It was basically Frazier saying, Come to his house, come to our apartment at such and such time and try again, you know. Yeah. So he got dressed up and it was a crapshoot whether she was going to be there, you know. And I was kind of shocked she listened to the show. Maybe somebody else listened and relayed the information to her. Yeah. But my goodness, if it, and who knows? Maybe she didn't care. Maybe she loved the fact that she was <laughs> uh, said she was. Well, I mean, she was horrified well, according to the yeah, show. Yeah, she was upset. So right, especially if she's upset. Why would she listen the second day? I mean, well, she maybe, said all of her friends did too. Oh, okay. So they must have called her yeah. and said, "Hey, the one who said, said, hey, June or whatever. What was her name? Elaine." Yeah, you're supposed to go there at eight o'clock or whatever. And and I thought it was funny because once they got there, obviously everybody was there too. I I wonder how no. Well, I guess it was people from the apartment complex who they run into Fraser and they know Fraser. But man, that would kind of spook me out. I mean, you know, we're in a semi-public position in terms of you know you're an editor, I'm a digital editor. I'm not sure if I want people knowing where I live. I mean, <laughs> can you imagine people coming to your house to ask you questions about lines? It'd be tough. Yeah, that, well, I, 
I don't have to worry so much because I'm so far away, but right. um, when I worked in Willoughby, I lived, you know, yeah. 11 minutes from work, you know, that was on my mind sometimes, you know, but I, you know, when you get right down to the end, to the, you know, who's going to, who wants to, who cares about me? Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Well, and you got to think about it too. This was like a fun story. I mean, it wasn't like somebody was upset, something Frazier talked about. It's like, hey, you know, will these lovebirds get reunited or not? That's what the guy excited mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. But no, it's something my my wife tells me to be careful about. And honestly, that's part of the reason why on my social, I don't really post too much personal stuff anymore. I'll promote my work, promote podcasting, mm-hmm. whatever else I want to promote. Mm-hmm. But you know, I just I know there's something weird about the internet sometimes. It just mm-hmm. you gotta be careful. So right now, anymore. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially I mean, in case you're listening to this twenty years from now, I mean, we're in a very politically the divisive um, side where whatever you say and everything, I mean, I'm sure somebody's analyzing this podcast going, <laughs> do they sound Republican or Democrat based on what they're saying yeah. about Frazier? <laughs> so I don't know. What, what else? Both you? sides are crazy in case they wonder. Yes. 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 <laughs> I'm, I, I felt that before and I'm kind of <laughs> getting more evidence by the second, how much that's yeah. true. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I liked what you said about Niles and Daphne. Mm-hmm. Uh, you start to kind of get into the awkwardness of the Niles fawning over and somehow Daphne just doesn't mm-hmm. know. I thought that was strange. Yeah, man, that that Niles section where he goes in the kitchen to talk to her, that's one of my all-time favorite moments in this series, you know? Yeah. You know, from the moment he walks in to saying, like, I'm a, what did he say? I, I like to... I'm a kitchen kind of a guy. Yeah, and you like you know, of all the people in the world, yeah. you know, and you know him knocking his head and falling into the fridge, and you know, and then he falls on the floor, and she, you know, comes on like kneels over him, and he's like lost in her cleavage or whatever. Yes, <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and I love how all his Fraser walks in or looks over at that particular yeah. moment, go, "What's going on there? Come on!" Yeah, he said, uh, and he's. He said, um, I have a great attorney, so don't crowd me. Yes. yes. <laughs> but, um, you know, another, like, in a couple seconds after that, when they go out and talk about him, Frazier wanted Marty to leave the apartment for his date. Oh, the psychic part? I, I like that. Well, when Niles and uh, Frazier were talking, and Niles was asking Frazier, no, Frazier was asking Niles to take the father for for the night. Oh yeah. <laughs> and and Niles said, Oh, it's too bad you it's too bad you uh didn't ask about Saturday. And Fraser said, You mean oh you have you don't have plans on Saturday? No, we n- yeah, <laughs> you, have, yeah. you have plans on Saturday? Yeah. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> I like the part and we've talked about this before. Was this the end of the psychic part? Because, you know, there's a lot of references to it in the first couple episodes. There was a little break where, where Daphne didn't mention her psychic episodes. I I thought the psychic part was a little bit overdone at times, but I really liked the part in this episode where, um, you know, they weren't sure if Elaine was coming, uh, and Daphne's like, oh, I, I'm getting you psychic visions. Uh, but she had psychic visions about another apartment and where she's like, uh-oh, there, there might be a surprise here or something. Yeah. I thought that was a good line. Yeah, 
and it was all those other people standing outside, right? Yes, yes. It was, you know, just crazy. Um, the other thing I the other thing I wanted to talk about was like the beginning of the episode where Fraser's talking to the little kid. Hmm. <laughs> um, Fraser has like two two sections of that first part of the show where he is like such a nasty bully. Yeah. You know? I mean, first of all, he tell, he tells the kids' friends where he is to go over. I mean, they're not listening, but you know, to go to tell him, you know, this is where he is. Go and take care of him because he was like mad at his advice yeah. to the kid. You know, and the kid's it 13. was it's it like, was crappy advice, right? And the kid probably was right to tell him that. But I mean, come on, dude. <laughs> and then when he goes in to talk to to Roz, finds out she's going out with Noel. And he he basically makes fun of Noel about everything, yeah. you know, which I thought was like, what the hell, man? What are you doing? <laughs> it, it was strange because I'm wondering, Ross must have wanted to give him a chance. Maybe she thought he was a nice guy. Yeah. It seemed like every other reference to Noel. I wonder if Noel kind of looked at it and said, well, we did it once. Hopefully we can do it again. Because, you know, Noel fawns over Ross. And yeah. this is the it's only time like they ever went out. Um, she hangs out with him a little okay. later on, like, um, like they go out, she, you know, she, a couple, there's a few times and Frazier always says something. Okay. And she, uh, but I think this was like the one real legitimate date where yeah, yeah things were, it, maybe something could have happened, you know? Yeah. The rest of it was, um, like she said, uh. You know, she thinks he's very interesting and like spending mm. time with them, you know, and it sounded like friendy. So, but you know, why can't she go out to dinner with the guy? Who cares, you know? Yeah. I mean, he is weird, but right. I mean, look at Frazier. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah, very, very interesting. Um, yeah, what would it show have been like if like Roz had a couple season love, you know, yeah. love story with Noel? I don't know yeah. how that would have done, but. Yeah, no, I but I like the episode. Like I said, I think I keep going back to the season one kind of sets up some of the relationships and everything. I, I even the Noel thing, I think, you know, later on you wonder why Noel's always fawning over Roz. Well it goes back to this episode. Um mm -hmm. I think you kind of see how um Marty gets really more comfortable with relationships near the end. I mean, he's dating younger women. He's dating whoever. I mean, Marty doesn't seem to be hung up on a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. He was kind of hung up. You know, you look at the first relationship, he was very nervous. And the second relationship as on this episode, it's all Frazier's fault. Obviously, if you have Frazier's, you can't do that on the, you know, a local radio program. But, uh, you know, I, I think Marty kind of finds his feet. And I think Daphne, you know, Obviously, it sets up the ridiculous you know, Niles Daphne thing where uh, Niles is falling all over her. So, very good. What else in the episode was interesting? Right, that was some of the big well, stuff I had. It wasn't, you know, there really wasn't a ton, you know? Yeah. There really wasn't a lot going on in this episode. Um, you know, the stuff, there were interesting people on the phone, you know? Mm -hmm. Um the, I mean, some of this is like inside baseball stuff, but um, the caller that called about hating his voice, the one that you were talking about earlier. Yeah. That was, uh, 
in reality, that was Henry Mancini, the musician. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. And what's funny is um, when when he when he gets off the phone with Hen the Henry Mancini caller, um, he starts talking about the relationship and the date and everything. And right, isn't that when he does it? Oh yeah, that's when he's apologized. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, and the music that they play was Moon River. Yeah, yeah. Which is a Henry Mancini song. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> kind of a hat tip to Mancini. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the early, the call um, in the beginning from the kid, it was Elijah Wood, the actor. Oh, okay. When he was young. This was a long time ago. He's probably in, like, what is he, in his 30s now? I, I'm yeah. So. Well, in the 13-year-old calling, um, I used to listen to a lot of sports talk radio. I mm -hmm. technically don't anymore, but um, it used to be a big thing for, like, when I get on the radio. I think I actually called in a couple times, maybe 15 or 16. And I, I thought it was interesting because, like, okay, sports, if you're a sports talk host, you know, be nice if there's a kid online. I'm not sure if a 13-year-old should be talking to a psychiatrist. I thought that was kind of... Yeah. I don't know if I, like, the kids seem pretty much a lot smarter than... Right, right. You know. so. But, no, I thought it was good. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot, of good, a lot of good setting up on the episodes. Yeah, it's very weird talking about Frazier compared to Seinfeld. But like I said, there's so much packed in the Seinfeld that you, you almost feel like you're just whizzing by things just yeah. to talk about a thing. I like about Frasier because you can kind of sit there and think about more. Sometimes like even uh, 30 years after Seinfeld first came out, you're like mm -hmm. you're still like keeping up with everything if you're watching a rerun of that. But I like how Frasier, you can kind of sit there chew on a little bit more and think about stuff. So it's good. Yeah, there's a little more meat there to, yeah. to hang on. Like, you know, I with Seinfeld... I mean, I love Seinfeld, don't get me wrong. Right. But, I mean, it's just, you know, watching it the way we watch it now, you know, watching, like, the way I do anyways, I have, like, repetitive watching, you know, to the point where, you know, I'm, I'm looking at what color pencil they use and stuff, you know? Yeah. And with Seinfeld, it's just, it became so easy for me <clears throat> to you know, find the really bad parts of it, you know, which isn't the greatest. Seinfeld seems better suited to, like, the YouTube clips of today. I mean, you could still watch a two-minute YouTube clip of something funny on Seinfeld. I, I think, like, if Seinfeld was coming out now as something new, it would be kind of, um, how do I put it, maybe more trendy, like, like stuff would be shared more on social media. I, I don't know. Just a thought, so... Here's one thing that's interesting, and one of the reasons why we're talking about bringing back uh, Seinfeld here for the podcast is, you know, with it going to Netflix on October, people are saying, hey, you know, Netflix is so popular, maybe Seinfeld gets a little bit of a, a rebirth, you know. Um, you know, pe older people like us will watch it again, and maybe even some of the millennials. I mean, I, or I'm shocked. Well, before COVID, when we used to <laughs> go out and hang out with people and <laughs> be around a lot of people one time, uh, you know, I would ask people in their 20s and 30s, like, hey, what do you think about Seinfeld? And they, what? What is that? And I'm kind of wondering if you're going to see more of a rebirth of Seinfeld than by that. 
what will be interesting to me anyway about Seinfeld is there's a lot of people who absolutely just refuse to watch Seinfeld mm-hmm. um, for whatever reason. Um, like, uh, like I have some friends who just, you know, I'm kind of like this uh, in a way that, you know, I tend to shy away from things that are just like ridiculously popular, you know? Right. Right. You know, I just, I, I've, I, it took me like 50 years to get to the point where I have decided to watch on TV what I like right. and what I want to watch and not be forced to watch stuff. You know, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, especially today with all the stuff on. Man. Yeah, so I am, uh, I am not. You know, it's there's a lot of people like that that don't want to do that. Um, well, so yeah, it'll be interesting. There's a lot of people that didn't watch it when it was on, right? You know, so, and I think I think that may be what hurts um, Frasier in the long run. It's nice because you can still watch Frasier on multitude streaming platforms, mm-hmm. and usually just from the cost of the streaming platform. I mean, there's not any extra charges. That said, though, if the reboot ever comes out, which who knows now what will happen. But, you know, Paramount Plus, it's not a weak network, but it definitely isn't Netflix. So I'm wondering if that'll hurt because, you know, there'll be a lot of people excited if it ever comes there, but on the same token, there's probably a lot of people like, hey, I don't have Paramount Plus, where it seems like if you have one streaming service, you're more likely to have a Netflix. So, I mean, it doesn't always happen that way, but I think some of the more talked about shows on streaming are from Netflix and other places. So, I don't know, we'll see. Uh, it'll be interesting. So I think that'll start on October, early October, if I recall right. Yeah, it's right at the beginning, I think. Yep. Um, the, you know, I I never, like one of the shows that I had no interest whatsoever in watching when it was on TV was The Office. Yeah. and, and uh, I that's... never watched it. And I watch it. I watched it when I got into streaming, you know, because... I figured I'll, I'll get, you know, it, to me, this, to me, streaming is especially during COVID, you know, but I watched the office before that, but right. to me, it's a place where I can go to try stuff out, you know? Yeah. I mean? And, you know, I, um, I got, I liked the office, but I will tell you, as soon as Steve Carell left, I stopped watching it because yeah, it got, it got a little tough. At I times. thought it was just ridiculously stupid, and I, you know, I've never been a big fan of uh, Andy, the guy that plays Andy. Yeah, so. I'm I'm getting to the point, and I don't even know if it's COVID. Maybe it's just my TV habit right now. Uh, if I'm at work, and I work from home, that's uh, that's explained that. But you know, I'll turn on, I'll binge. And my wife gets on me. She's like, "Oh, you binge anymore? Is King of Queens, Frasier, The Office, and Seinfeld?" I'm like, "Well, I'm good with that." You know, I, I just got done with Weeds. Uh, I had to check that out. Okay, a little depressing at points. Interesting, interesting story, but depressing at times. But I, I thought that had a good ending. I, I'm, I'm still very into the homely ending, so it's good. All right, well, we're we're getting off topic. So yeah, let's close that next week. Um, again, the way Hulu is set up, I've seen this episode, The Can't Buy Me Love, probably a hundred million times, but we'll, we'll yeah, actually get into it and I'm do kind it of tomorrow. excited about Next this week. episode coming. Okay. Um, because, uh, 
it's one that I never got that far. You know what I mean? Right. Like, lately, I've been, especially the last few weeks, because we got to point, we got to episodes that were so familiar to me that they weren't really even enjoyable to watch anymore. <laughs> right. That I just I like today I stopped after this episode every time after the one we just talked about today because I didn't want to go into the next one. I wanted to have it be like slightly fresh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Very good. So yeah, can't find the love next week. Um yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um I keep forgetting head stop on Hulu, but it's like I said, I've seen it a million times, but it, it's a good episode. Looking forward to it. All right, Laura, anything else before we end about life or Seinfeld or, or Frazier? Uh, now I'm forgetting what we're talking about now. Um, no, not really. Very Still good. No, you know, no news for any of the future stuff. Yeah, very good. All right, well, thanks so much, everybody. For Laura, this is Chris. Thanks for checking out the We Miss Marty podcast. We'll be back next week. Have a good one, everybody. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.